0: Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the MC Lars Podcast. It is January 13th, 2020. This is episode 72 with Angelo Moore of Fishbone, and this week's podcast is brought to you by the Patreon Larsians. As always, shout out to the new ones, Joshua, Andrew Kessel Run, and Alexander Hurst. Shout out to the old ones, Chad Walker, Jen Barrick, and Todd Silverman. Y'all make this show possible. Thank you for your support and your love. I'm going on tour Shay for the Dark Lord and the Double Clicks on the Baby Yoda 2020 campaign trail. That starts next month. NerdcoreTour.com for dates and tickets. We'll be on the East Coast and the Midwest. We'll be in the South a little bit. And it's three weeks on the road. Let me just go over the dates real quick. February 5th, Boston. February 6th, Brooklyn. February 7th, Philly. February 8th, Baltimore. February 9th, Carborough, North Carolina. February 11th, Orlando. February 12th, Atlanta. February 14th, Austin, Texas. 15th, Dallas. 16th, Oklahoma City. 17th, the clicks join us, Kansas City. The 19th, Minneapolis. The 21st, Chicago. 22nd, Cleveland, 23rd Ann Arbor, 25th Columbus, 26th Rochester. So, NerdcoreTour.com for tickets. Got a lot of surprises. Schaefer and I are putting out a compilation album with all our songs we've done together and a new one. So check that out. So Angela Moore. So I met this dude on Warp Tour 2011, Dr. Mad Vibe, that's the name he goes by as a solo artist. He was hosting the Skull Candy stage and doing a little set and just doing his thing. So we talk about that, we talk about what it's like being an artist who's been doing this for decades and just his hopes for the new year. So let's get into it. This is my interview with Angelo Moore of Fishbone. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, i here with a legend, Angela Moore, Dr. Mad Vibe. We met in 2011, and we were just talking about that, but you meet a lot of people.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, I meet a lot of people, man. <laughs> it's a trip. Sometimes when I think about it, it's kind of staggering. I mean- That's why I can't remember nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I can remember shit, but oh, my God. More and more, it becomes like a needle in a haystack. Yeah, and I'm sure that,
0: like- all your touring, right? Everyone has specific memories of this show,
1: that show, and it's goes by like a blur, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I can pick one out of there and 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 clear it up.
0: How did you link with Kevin Lyman and get it into the Warp
1: Tour world? Oh my god, the Warp Tour. Right, right. We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, man, I just I remember when Fishbone, Fishbone Okay, so I was at this party in Hollywood, <laughs> right? Yeah. Party in Hollywood or Huntington Beach or something like that. I don't know, somewhere out there, man. Uh, in you know, in the LA area, and uh, and uh, I ended up falling asleep at Kevin Lyman's house on his couch after a party, and I woke up on the couch the next morning at his house. He let me stay there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I met Kevin Lyman. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like a rock and roll introduction. <laughs> That's pretty much what it was. <laughs> and then after that, man, well, Fishbone played on the Warp Warp tour a couple times, and then I was able to go on the Warp tour solo and just be out there, be a roving roving artist. Mm. And I know I would I would um just play with a lot of different musicians out there. And I remember I was MCing the the Skull Candy stage. Yeah. On a tour or two, it was fun. Yeah. Oh, a lot of bands, man. Eclectic, right? So mm-hmm. many genres. Got to hang out in the in the semi-truck trailer. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that's where everybody would smoke the weed back there before they go and do their shit, you know.
0: In the New Mexico sunshine. Oh, in
1: the New Mexico <laughs> sunshine, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Hot. It was hot daily. Yeah. Hot daily, and it was like, how many stages was out there, man? Like, <sighs> Tw- 10, yeah. 12.
0: Yeah. All blasting loud. All
1: blasting loud. It's like when one, right before one band would get ready to stop, another band would come on. Or sometimes it would just be like two bands playing at the same time. I know. That's the
0: sacrifice, right? Of like, you're just going to, it's like a roller coaster. I'm going to jump into this experience. I'm going to allow myself to absorb it and have these memories. And uh, it's been the beautiful thing about music, right? Because it takes you places that,
1: most people don't go, right? Yeah, that's and, dope. and 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 uh, and the scenarios that the music puts you in, because people are looking to be freed. Mm. They're looking to be freed. They're looking to discover something that's gonna that's gonna free their mind and free them. Mm. That's that's spiritual. That's true. Yeah, man. And so mm. you know when you is I just I visualized the warp till now I could see it, man, all them people coming in in droves they're just excited to see
2: yeah
1: what the bands have to offer
2: right that is
1: gonna free them or inspire them to do or say what what's gonna be the next new thing, you know and, you
0: know yeah and and with their friends, right? it's the, the fact that you have these memories to share with your friends and like that's those memories they'll remember forever
1: these kids right when yeah they're, when they're old <laughs> oh my god I used to have a tent out there called a the mad vibe the Met doctor mad Vibe's medicine cabinet <laughs> oh. 30, 30 by 30 foot tent yeah green and purple <laughs> it had my clown tattoos <laughs> airbrushed on the sides of the tent right so I had I had my drums in there had like, I had a little pa in there and I had all of these uh like like clotheslines going from one side to the other, and so the kids would come in, and I'd give them like a plaque, and they could paint something on the plaque, paint paint something on their plaque. They'd paint anything, and then they they hang it up on the line, display their paintings.
2: That's dope. So man. after
1: a while, man, it was a tent just full of like all kind of art, and I had poetry readings in there, and a little jam session sometime. Like like a, oh yeah.
0: Uh, so that so that seems like that's been a central part of your your s- spiritual journey as a musician is giving people empowerment. To feel free, right? Yeah. Through creating and... Free-spiritedness, man. So, Angela You
1: always want to keep that free-spirited feeling. Don't let them turn your sky into a ceiling. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> That's on one of my T-shirts.
0: Do you have hope for
1: humanity as we enter this new decade? Man, I just hope that, you know, in 2020, it doesn't turn out like some of these movies that we've seen where, you know, the Earth is so fucked up that we got to live under a big-ass plastic bubble mm. and shit because the atmosphere is so fucked up and nobody paid attention. You know, in some of these, these flicks, these movies that you see, in 2020, <laughs> the year of 2020, the earth was like mankind couldn't go outside because <laughs> the air was fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Pretty apocalyptic. So to me, <laughs> right, 2020 is an, apocaly- it's an apocalyptic number, but it's also the number of clarity because you got 2020 vision. Right, right. right? So right. hopefully we'll be able to see something clearer mm. coming up in in. In this year, 2020. Right, right. I mean, man, it's just like, you know, I never thought I'd get to 2020. Yeah. It's... I never thought I'd get to the year 2000. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is supposed to be the future? Really? <laughs> the year 2000? Nah, it's 2020, man. That's two decades later. I know, right? We're at the beginning of, we're, we're into the second decade of the 20th century, the 2000s.
0: Right. Damn!
1: Yeah, it's so, crazy. You know, we got internet. That that's a whole nother extension of the planet and 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 mankind, which is the internet. Right, it's a whole nother extension, man. A whole another dimension. They got the whole a whole nother extension and dimension, man. They they have almost all of humankind's history backed up, right, on an external hard drive called internet, right. And age of abbreviation.
0: That's oh, that's true. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Everything's abbreviated and everything is projected too, in that people are assume, making these hypotheses about what, what the future's going to be like based upon this data of the past. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And in a way that's yeah. kind of like confining, and that goes back to your quote, don't let the sky be a ceiling. I mean, I don't know. How, do you spend much time online? Or are you more or... I don't spend too much time online.
1: That's right. Cool. I mean, I I try to get on there. It's kind of hard though, because if I I find if I get online... If I spend a lot of my time seeing what's out there online, then it's going to take away from my organic creativity when it comes to making my music and lyrics and art and stuff. Mm.
2: So,
1: you know, when I put it on a scale and I weigh it, I spend more time uh, making music with a paintbrush rather than a laser.
0: That's tight, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah. But I know it's so important to be connected to the internet, man. Because I, you know, I got I, my projects, my music, and stuff that I have. The people that I'm in, that I make music with, you know, Jim Greer, one of being one of them with the brand new step. Yeah, we got a bunch of stuff that's out there on the internet now. Right. And because the internet is hooked up to the rest of the human race on the, from here to the other side of the planet, they're they're able to see what we're doing and creating. Here. Right. That's with, cool. With the brand new step. Yeah. Let's talk about that project.
0: Um, How long have you been working on the brand new step?
1: Pretty good. Six years, man. And we've got we got a lot of stuff accomplished within six years. A yeah. lot. Yeah. That's... We got our second album. We got a bunch of singles out there. Yeah. We got some videos out there. We got a website. And Moore and the brand new com. We've been able to collaborate through the brand new step. We've been able to collaborate with a lot of different musicians and artists, man, here in the Bay area. Starting. It's all started in the Bay area. That's cool. Yeah. And then, you know, some of the people that we've collaborated with, like all the way from like what Jersey, the Carolinas.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Where are you, where are you based these days?
0: I'm in Los Angeles. Okay. So you fl- come up here to work on this on this project up here. Yep. Occasionally. Uh, um, Where were you born? L.A. Okay, so L.A.'s home. L.A.'s home. Yeah. What do you love about L.A.?
1: Oh, my God. I just wanted to say, listen listen to the song. (laughs) We got a song. Listen to the song. (laughs) Well, we got got a song Um, Yeah. called Los Angeles. Brand New Steps got a song called Los Angeles, and it's the new release, and it has me talking about I guess in in an abbreviated way because if I try to talk about a city or a metropolis like L.A., man, that shit would take. I couldn't do it all in one day.
0: Right, right, right.
1: You know, yeah. but I pretty much got it all shaped down to. Right now, the song is seven minutes. I'm sure it's going to be shorter than that. But I'm just talking. Talk, I'm talking about L.A. and what it was like to grow up in it. I guess and my experience in it now. You know, there's Hollywood. That's a big fantasy part, but I did a lot of, I did a lot, spent a lot of time in Hollywood.
2: Mm.
1: Dancing, going to the clubs. Yeah. I grew up in the valley. Okay. I grew up in the suburbs of Los Angeles. My black, my family was one of the first black families out there in Woodland Hills.
2: Mm. Wow. Woodland
1: Hills, Agora. We moved out there like around 73, 72.
0: You're, when I think of, to fit like an artist I think of someone like you um what's the first thing you do to make sure you start your day off on a creative path that it's going to be a good day of creativity and like effective use of your time what's the first thing you do I get up and meditate yeah
1: I go and take a walk sometimes I take a walk in the park and uh sometimes I ride my bike I'm get up and play my organ. I play keys, you know, I play the organ. That's been my new passion lately, playing the organ.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I heard you I heard you rehearsing in the closet there, <laughs> in the rehearsal studio. Oh, you heard
1: me clacking around in there That's on the cool. keys. Yeah, so I've been I've been playing a double-tier organ lately, the Korg. Nice. That's been something new I've been opening up my brain with. And I I play it in this, I've got a group called the Missing Links. mm and so I've been playing organ. I got a bunch of arrangements that I I play and sing with the band. So that's uh that's been a whole new one that's been occupying my brain, you know. That's cool. You know, and I play the theremin and the drums. I got my studio back home. I call it the medicine cabinet and my laboratory. And so in there I got all of my art and my music. I get up and my burn sage and I play the music. That's right. yeah
0: so you when you wake up i bet you're when you get up you're excited like this is another opportunity to like are you happy when you wake up in the morning
1: yeah for the most part yeah yep
0: that's important
1: yeah i get up and i just you know get outside and take a walk you know get the fresh air in me did i come back and i start i mean i'm surrounded by instruments man so i just start mm-hmm. tinkling around on stuff Mm. Or if I might have a song in my head. Mm. I turn on the Logic and I press record and I start yeah. to do it, you know. That's tight. And so that's how I pretty much live all my days, you know, just doing that, you know. Thank mm. God I'm able to do it and pay the rent. Yeah, I man. bills.
0: I- <laughs> the OG, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. As a
1: musician and an artist, that's, that's I'm thankful to be able to do it like that.
0: That's probably one of the greatest blessings, right? To be mm. like your own your own business where you don't have to worry about that. Right. And that's like what we're all striving for.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How many projects you have going at once then would you say?
1: There's fishbone. It's the brand new step. And then there's the missing links. Three, three. How do you, and then I just did this other project called dig infinity.
2: Hmm.
1: which is uh, it's with Pancho Tomaselli, the guy. I did a record with him before called Project Infidelica. Oh, tight. Yeah, right? That's so tight. it's like pretty guitar heavy. Uh, Poncho Tomaselli and George Lynch. Yeah, and Christopher Moore. So they all play. We all... It's like a four-piece. Four-piece. So it's like rock, blues <clears throat> type of thing. And so he just got together with this other group called Dig Infinity. And so we made some... We made some songs for uh, the internet, you know, Facebook, you know, yeah. you know, because people like people like to be able to go on the internet and get free shit.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: It, I don't. I don't necessarily. It's kind of hard for me to wrap my head around yeah. free music because that's the only way I make my I make my living. Right. But sometimes it pays off. It's all in how you work it. You know, it's all in how you work you work your free music because, you know, it's a lot of people out there that they listen to Spotify and, oh God, what's another one, man? Spotify and... like Apple Music. Apple Music, you know, where they don't pay the artist too much anyway from making the music. So you have that that thing right there which is like a... It's almost like a succubus on the music, on the musician or the artist because Mm. a lot of artists, they want to get their music out there bad. Mm. And a lot of them will just... You know, they give their music to those, you know, the Apple Music or Spotify, and they'll put it out there, and people will be hearing their music, but they get paid chicken change, but at least their music is out there. And so they got, like, a, a platform for exposure, right. which is, you know, to start off anything, you got to have your exposure. Right. You know. Yeah. So that's a way for people to get their stuff out there. And then once you get exposure, that's the first step. And then after that, you... Start getting into the business and making a making a living from it, you know. And then it's the t shirts and the ticket sales. And, and the t shirts and ticket sales and the record companies and the lawyers and the managers and and all that type of stuff that can, you know, if you're not educated on it, they can always steal from you and I rip know. you off and next thing you know, you'll be out there making all that music and nobody's paying you anything.
0: And having a, a giant audience right and having a
1: giant audience and the audience thinking you're making all this dough and you're living <laughs> high on the hog, but you're not really, so yeah. you know if you' know, if you're not careful and you you don't have people that you can trust and tell you how to do the right thing man you you know you can end up losing a lot while you're making a lot, right, so it's always that risks those risks uh that are there in the music business so
0: what are some ways you were able to like? navigate all this and stay successful and a happy grounded person when so many people don't follow through on their dreams like you have like how how have you been it's a big question but what are some ways you've been able to stay stay focused stay in the game so long
1: well thank God I have other people that are in my life that see my vision with me and they mm. they see the vision and they believe in it, mm. and they, they want to help me get over the hump mm. with my vision because they, they believe in it too. And then <clears throat> I get to help them too, you know, in return. But, uh, you know, thank God there's people out there who, who believe and understand what I'm doing. And, um, hey, man, you got a lot of musicians and artists who are misunderstood because they're reaching outside, they're reaching outside to the outer limits to get their material. You know, you got visionaries, musicians who are visionaries that they, they, they can see beyond the horizon spiritually, mm. you know, mm. and they can, they, can, they can take it and translate it into music or a song, you know, for other people that they can't reach that.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Music, musicians and artists, man, we're the minority. We're the minority. We only get to work on the weekends. (laughs) That's when everybody during the working class, the working class only doing work during the week. Right. When they want to let loose and exhale, right. The weekend is when they go out and see their favorite bands play so they can, like, you know, lose their mind for a minute before they got to go back and plug into the Matrix on Monday or something like that. Right. Right, and so she- they got to go back and do the monkey for the honky. <laughs> now I got a video I just put out called "Doing the Monkey for the Honky." Oh wow! Yeah, man, wow. it's out now. Okay, it's we out now. Got to plug y- that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> now it's out now on YouTube. Okay, okay, and I did it. I did it with this animator called Joe Horn.
0: Yeah, how'd you link with with Joe Horn?
1: Joe Horn. Hey, he's been around for a long time, man. He was a uh, Affiliated with Cartoon Network and Swim, mm. Adult Swim. Mm. He did the animation for uh, Andre 3000's Cartoon. Oh, tight. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So he came up to me and said, "Angelo, you give me a song, man. I will put together a video for it. I was like, okay. That's tight. You know, <laughs> I, I just gave it to him, not really thinking he was going to come back around. Man, that motherfucker came back around with a whopper. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. He did it justice. Ooh, he did it justice, man. (laughs) And so the song is about bigotry uh, and discrimination and racism in the Mm. corporate workplace. Mm. That's heavy, man. Yeah. And so I wrote about it.
0: How can people help fight racism? I know you're a spiritual person.
1: (laughs) Man, I just think everybody needs to love one another, man. Mm. Don't let your eyes fool you. Mm. And I say that when I say that, it's like, you know, the only the only way racism, the only reason that racism is here because racism is a disease of vanity. Mm. It's a disease of vanity, man. You see the other person and you don't like the way they look because they're a different color. What kind of crazy shit is that? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, it's Like, goddamn, really? <laughs> you got gravity holding us down to the planet. Right. So that means we can't fly away or go anywhere, right? <laughs> right. We all got two eyes and nose and a mouth, okay? Right. We all eat the same thing that's on the fucking planet. <laughs> so how are you going to look at another person and go, I'm better than that person because I'm a different color than it? This is a very good question. <laughs> it's yeah. It's the most ridiculous thing I've Every time I think about it, I'm like, what? Yeah. That's just the smallest, you know, but it's there. Right. And it's big and it's big and it's, it's, uh, uh it's killing people, man. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been, it's been that way ever since like fucking his- the history of man. Yeah. It's like a big stupid fucking joke, but it's real. And so what are we going to do to, you know, to, to make it go away? Oh God, man! You just have to love one another for who we are. Mm-hmm. The animals don't have racism. Nope, <laughs> that's true. The birds don't. The fish don't. Right. They don't have money either.
0: Right. You don't yeah.
1: have money with a person's face on it that says. This person right here on this dollar bill represents the person that is going to provide food for you and living and a roof over your head and clothes on your back. So, this person is your God, right? So, when you Mm. see that right there, even if it's just, it's just, you know, like a, you know, when I take the dollar out of my pocket and I put it on the table to buy something, I automatically look at it, even if it's just a subconscious thing that I was like, oh, this is, it's meant to be like, oh, this is your master because your master's. Making it possible for you to to be able to uh, uh live in society unless mm. you just live off the grid, like some of these people in a tent, cause they, they're not they're not with it, they won't tolerate it. It's like fucking it. I'm gonna live in a tent, I'm right. gonna live off the grid and live how I'm gonna live, regardless of whether I have these pieces of paper to get what I need to get or not.
0: Right, right. Yeah.
1: You know. So that's another example of like this shit on the news the other day. I was looking at it this morning. Somebody yeah. went into God, what was the name of this place in Texas? I can't remember. Whitesworth or something like that. Oh. Some kind of name like that. I,
0: yeah, something weird like that,
1: yeah. Yeah. And the guy went in up there and shot the one of the one of the, the not not Paul but um servicemen in the church or I forget the name they mm-hmm. used, but man. That's grim. The guy died. Right. Both of them did. Right. And then the, you know they're showing the daughter. Oh, that was my dad. The dad is dead now because of like some racist or religious disagreement. That's insane. And you're supposed to be able to go to a church, you know, for 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 protection and prayer, for sanctuary, for sanctuary, yeah. right? And I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, I guess you just got to keep praying what you believe is right. Do you do you believe in God?
0: Yeah. Yeah, me too. Were you raised in um, going to church or something you just found on your own? Or
1: well, I was Jehovah's Witness for thirteen years. Mm. You know, uh, when the whole family started out, it wasn't it wasn't really too religious, you know. And then uh, my mom discovered Jehovah's Witnesses, mm. and so then that came into the pictures. That was the religion. That was the st- the form of religion that came into the picture, and then uh then divorce came after that
2: mm. you
1: know. but you had a religion religion's good, but not in not in uh excess
0: I hear you right because you're talking you're talking about how people see different colors, they feel that vanity. I think maybe sometimes people believe one thing there's a vanity of
1: perspective right he has a vain perspective right yeah definitely for sure
0: yeah that can be that can that can make people turned off to the idea of, of a god right or idea of a higher power mm-hmm. and i think for me something that breaks down the barriers is music right yes right because all people can come together under That's right. grace. That's song. the
1: one thing that god gave us was just like the anti was just like the combination to unlock <laughs> all the bullshit, you know what I'm saying?
0: <laughs> right.
1: God damn, dude. I remember Fishbone, man. Fishbone. We, we 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 get skinheads at our concert. Right? Wow. You know. Yeah. They come in, the music would start, oh, you see him out there in the mosh pit fucking losing it, you know? Right. These are the same guys talking that racist shit, but then when they come into the show, it all changes. Right. So see the magic that the music does. That's what's up.
0: And maybe, and be to be forever changed, to see that. And
1: hopefully to be forever changed, yeah. Yeah, man. And I know we've, we've had those results here and there, so that's, you know, it's good. That's cool. That's why I like being in the business of music, man. Because you really, you have that, you, people don't forget those moments, right? Yeah, they don't forget the moments and you get to channel, you get to channel the music. Which is that you know that 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 gift that God gave us, mm-hmm. and some of us have a, a a channel or a window that opens up enough or antenna to where we can get them them signals out there from the universe that we can get it and catch it and yeah translate it through you know through the music you know. You know, look at look at Green Diamond Jim's place, man. Look at this spaceship here, man. This motherfucker got antennas, keyboards, all kinds of stuff. Look at what planet this is from. This is from the planet <laughs> Arturia. Yeah, Jim's studio. You know, Jim's
0: studio is like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, you know, always right. get you there. <laughs>
1: Wait, the Millennium Falcon was that a Star, 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 star Wars. Wars ship? Yeah. yeah, Han Solo. Han Solo. There <laughs> you go. <laughs>
0: That's right. Um, you have. A lot of punk rock people talk about fishbone as a informative band, the way you guys merge hardcore and funk and all these different genres in a way that you've made this resonance. People remember you. You guys are legendary. And I wonder when you started out, did you ever imagine your project would reach so many people and connect so many scenes and like how yeah, how do you think like when you think about your legacy, do you ever Do you ever think about it, or do you just keep going? Man, I
1: just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. I keep going because I've never quit. Right. We've had guys in Fishbone quit and come back, and then we had a whole different, uh, uh, we had the special services, Fishbone special services uh, chapter of all the different guys. And when the original guys quit, we had a whole other group of guys come Mm -hmm. in and keep it going yeah and so uh i've never really had a chance to like break away from it and look back at it and think think wow look at that look at what happened no i just have to keep going me and norwood norwood he's been there since the beginning yeah so we just we just keep going of course we can look back but I have to be reminded by somebody to look back. Right. It's not in your nature, it sounds like. No, it's not my nature to look back, even though I know it's there. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: the way that whole new generation of fans, you know, you were this conduit to discover like Sly and the Family Stone and all this older music that it's like, you guys are this link from the Warp Tour world to that and to the future of what you're doing now. And, Keeping music alive is this tangible physical thing in this world of digital.
1: It's so important, man. Right. It's like now the digital is the result of being in the age of abbreviation.
0: Mm. Talk more about that. That's
1: cool. Well, because you got drum machines. Right. And you know, drum machines and tracks and all that stuff is useful. Right. Right. But um it's not organic it's not made from the human being it is already a pre-recorded pre-programmed piece of sound mm. so when i you know when when i think about a lot of the millennials or even before the millennials man i mean shit there was a time when like when hip-hop was coming into the picture mm. and a lot of drum machines were being used to make a lot of hip hop beats, right? Right. You know, that's the 808 stuff. 808s and yeah. stuff like that and all of that stuff is good, but they got all of that stuff from an actual drummer playing an actual beat mm. first. Mm. And then the technology, which are the electronics and all that, the electronic uh, uh you know, the electronic age, it makes that that beat, that kick into a 808, because then you can beef it up with the different technology that you have here. You know, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Jim could do all that shit. With you know, I'm pretty sure he make man. Jim makes up all kind of beats and sounds. Yeah, and everything that are that that you can't get out of a acoustic drum set.
0: Right, right.
1: But without the acoustic drum set, those things, just the whole thing of like I can make a beat. Well, a, a different beat or a rhythm, I and mean, you use the technologies to to make those beats and rhythms. You know, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, you're, so it sounds like you're talking about that abbreviation cuts that umbilical cord of the human the connection to what's human. The right?
1: need, to, the need of the need of a human being,
0: and the heartbeat, and the heartbeat. Yeah, yeah.
1: In the rhythm, you know, the rhythm, yeah. the actual human rhythm. Right. Which a lot of that, you know, a lot of that shit come just comes from like you know the indians africans the europeans when they mm. out there and they ain't got nothing else to to beat on but the but a rock or a stick or something right, like that right. those beats man yeah those are actual beats you know and then you know, you translate them and you 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 make them into you make them you translate them into actual beats and you put them through the modern technology of what you have now man you got some hell of a beats man
2: mm. you yeah. know
0: yeah, I think then Angelo the uh one of the the important things then is creating this tangible human performance of it, right? The live performance. If you're going to have samples in your tracks, live it's got to be interesting. Right? Oh yeah. You got to have that live
1: percussionist. Yeah, you so got to have the live I always feel like if you don't have a live band. Mhm performing while you while while you're doing your shit you are depriving your audience of of the true foundation of of music mm. tracks and samples and stuff like that is is like icing on the cake and it's important it's important to have that icing on the cake man because everybody loves that special flavor sure everybody <laughs> wants to be able to step into the spaceship and fly out there <laughs> and see the lights go whew, flying by blurring by you right. and shit you know uh, what is it a uh, century overload you know right, right right that's what i like man yeah I want to be able to go to get on a roller coaster and fly upside down and all of that stuff. That's what that is to me, right? Right, but right. But you can't have any of that without having an actual metal steel track mm. to put the roller coaster on and that's have good. the hook, hold, you know, all right. of that shit. That's, you know, your seat belt, everything, the real shit, the actual seat to sit into. Right, right, right. Is the organic part that I'm I'm always, uh, always like to have that. mm that's important, and have all the other things around it help it along, help it to give it that special bling.
0: Yeah, right. And then through everything, the power of the song, right? The power of the message of why you're in the spaceship in the first place. I mean, that's central. That defines a okay, well-produced song with a banger,
1: right? Mm-hmm. In a way, and a meaning and a message behind it.
0: Yeah, and why you're, and that's what you're talking about, a few minutes ago about tapping into something greater than you. Musicians,
1: we're this conduit, right? Yeah, that, that's right. We're conduit. Kind of, yeah. We're the antenna.
0: Yeah, the antenna. That's yeah. what's up. um Are you? Have you ever? Are you a fan of KRS One? Or do you know? Him oh yeah, I stuff? like KRS One. He wrote this great book called the Bible. Go- yeah, the Gospel Hip Hop. Yeah. yeah, it's like the Hip Hop Bible. God damn it's man, it! There's so much great. in that fucking it's book.
2: Dope. <gasps> It's
1: so dope. It's
0: huge. I haven't read it. Six hundred pages.
1: But it, it looks like a li- it is fat. a it's lot. Fat. It's a fat book. That's yeah. like a lifetime's <laughs> worth of reading, man. I know. Oh I know. And he has
0: a, a rhyme for every day, <laughs> like a, Oh my god, a that's heavy right there. And um, we, he and I wrote did a song together called "The Gospel Hip Hop" based on that book mm. about this stuff we were talking about mm. about the need to find human perspective, especially in this postmodern sampled culture Mm -hmm. and how otherwise things fall apart. And it's real tight to like work with him on that. And I think that he talks about, you talk about music is, is a blessing that helps us get through everything. And the theme of that book is that with technology and the invention of this, the beatbox and the drum machine, that's something else that allows people to have access to creating music in a way that is kind of salvation in this digital era. You're talking Mm -hmm. about abbreviation and like, it's interesting that what the redemption comes in when you can connect with people, no matter how you make it. And I don't know. I think that the live element of music can't ever go away, even as electronic music becomes Man, huge. Man, I
1: started out with a drum machine when I had a beat in my head. Yeah. And I had a four track.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your first demos were a drum machine. I hooked up
1: that little drum machine, <laughs> and I was peck pecking at them pads. That's right. Until the beat came out, and I formed a beat. That's tight. And I would make some of my ska beats and punk rock beats and little funky beats on there. <laughs> How old were you?
0: What were you talking Man, about? Middle school? like,
1: probably, yeah, dude. Probably like after high school. Wow. After high school. Yeah. You know, and I'd make my beats. But then after a while, I, you know, I'd see Fish playing the drum. Fish would play drums. He didn't want nobody to play his drums. Mm-hmm. He was violently and vehemently opposed against <laughs> anybody sitting on his drums. Okay. And when I could when I couldn't get him to produce certain drum beats for me because his head was somewhere else, I was just like, you know what? I have to learn how to play the drums. Wow. I have to learn how to play it, or else I will suffocate <laughs> in the own weight of my thoughts <laughs> yeah. and my ideas because I I won't be able to get them out. Right, I can get them out on a on a drum machine, but you don't ha- you you know you can't physically produce a a, a a piece of music or a beat with your body because that's what you're supposed to do. Mm. You be able to you're supposed to be able to physically produce it.
0: Definitely, that's the human thing, right? That's yeah. that's the ancient calling. Yeah. So, so then, what do you do? You just set up a drum kit? And you're Running studio. Ended up just
1: setting up a drum kit or sitting on anybody else's drum set wherever yeah. I could, man. I'm just like, God damn it, I gotta get these beats out of my head. Right. What am I gonna do? You know, I gotta get it out. <laughs> and so eventually I found a way to play the drums. So you do self-taught or self-taught, man. Of course wow. I'm just of course I'm learning by looking at everybody else. Right, right, right. You know, that's right. And then I'd look at it, I'd soak it in, man. Oh my god, looking at all them drummers on the on the uh on the warp tour. Yeah. Looking at fish play. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, that's how to do it. Oh, that's how to do your foot right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's cool.
0: I bet yeah. you, then I bet in that way, you develop your own style,
1: right? Yeah, you develop your own style. Yeah. yeah. That's you cool. know, uh, all, all the saxophones I play, I play bass saxophone all the way from bass saxophone, baritone, tenor alto, and soprano. Wow. I learned how to play bass saxophone because I, I felt like I, I needed to learn how to emulate the bass lines that mm. I wanted to
2: create
1: mm. when I finally got a bass saxophone I was like okay <laughs> I could make up my bass lines now those are was, huge right like, Yeah, tall yeah I was making up bass lines on a baritone but then when I finally discovered bass saxophone I'm like oh this is it right here that's what's up
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> our bass saxophone takes more more diaphragm
1: is it or is it same yeah it takes a little more diaphragm I guess yeah. it all it all depends on what kind of reed you're using or mouthpiece you're using okay yeah. yeah, that's cool. Um
0: when you tour now, like Fishbone, how many people how many people tour with Fishbone? Like what's your total band how many people are in the band now? Six. Wow. Wow, so when you tour it's a lot of equipment, huh?
1: <laughs> well, of- no. Yeah. Is it? Fuck, I don't even know anymore. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I got okay. Norwood's got about eight basses. He's got two big-ass fucking bass amps the size of Jet Engines up there on the damn stage. Oh, my (laughs) God! Chris Dowd. He's got his keyboards. He's got two keyboards and a big amp. Uh, Got a new guitar player. His name is Mark Phillips. He's good. We're going to see what he's like when he gets in there. That's cool. Yeah, now Dirty Walt, the trumpet player, he just has three trumpets, so it's easy he did not have, have a lot. He did not have a lot to care. Yeah. <laughs> How oh, about man. you though? Do you bring any of your? I bring all my. I bring all my horns. Yeah. I bring all my saxophones and yeah. theremin. Oh, theremin. Oh wow,
0: that's tight. wow. Um, yeah. Angela, what's the longest time you've been on a tour and not come home? Like, what's your record? Three and a half months. Three and a half months, and it was the world or u.s or it was uh u.s and europe wow three and a half months did you um
1: or maybe it was just europe wow that's amazing
0: um had after three and a half months did did, was there any time during that period you're like you know this is a bit long or did you feel oh yeah
1: man there were times and i mean it wasn't just one three and a half month tour it was like it was a lot of them man yeah But there was a couple where I was really starting to become unraveled out there.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, so I just had to stop, man. And then you know. I had broken cartilage in my knee. I had to get a knee operation. Had to get three knee operations on my right and four on my left. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Really? Had to miss a had to miss a tour. Had to miss a big tour, was slightly stupid. Yeah. Oh wow man, but you know i I just it just it was, it was just God telling me that I had to slow down because I'm just out there too long, and you know after a while, some people sometimes you know some people don't give a give a shit about what what you need you need the rest. they just want you to stay out there and shut up and sing get that commission you know and get the commission yeah. or get the or get you know stay on tour and be a rock star, and all of that shit is fine, right but when your body starts breaking down and you don't give it, give it any time to rest it's going to break down for you yeah man
0: what you know and you're not the type of artist who's just sitting on a stool with a guitar your show is <laughs> very nah. energetic yeah it's i awesome. like to get into it man yeah. i like to have fun and dance yeah that's <laughs> like, that's good yeah how do you what like how do you stay in such good shape on tour what do you eat like try to eat a certain way or yeah i'm trying to eat good man
1: yeah that's cool it ain't that easy. No. I just, I don't really have good discipline when it comes to like eating healthy, man. I like eating soul food and yeah. shit like that, you know. At one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. one in the morning, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so so yeah. you know, just trying to change all that up, man, that's uh that's always a challenge. Mm. But it's necessary, right? To keep yeah, it's going. necessary if you want to stay out there. Yeah,
3: man. Because you know, it ain't that easy, man. Shit, you out there, you got around drugs and liquor and late nights,
0: <laughs> and a lot of free time, <laughs> and a lot of
1: free time, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's it's uh, yeah. But that takes having people around you who are a good influence, or who can tell you, or even your body, like if your body's hurting, or <laughs> wait, having people who are honest about maybe maybe cut back or.
1: Maybe it's good to have people that are like that around you, and it ain't. That's it, it, not too many of those, right? People who are real friends, instead of
0: right, yeah. want to be part of the party life.
1: Yeah, because they want to see you crash and burn because it looks good behind the mic mm-hmm. or on the stage. And so, you know, too much of that, you end up crashing and burning for real. Shit, There's only so much. It's only so much emulating crashing and burning you can do. Because, right. I mean, I know for me, man, I. When when I perform, I like to put my all into it. I like to bleed. I like to sweat. I like to do all that shit.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> you know? But yeah. At, but after yeah. a while, it's uh, it can be damaging, you know? Yeah. So then you got you to pull it back or figure out how to do it a little different so you can still keep that fire going on in the later years. Right. That's the key. Mm-hmm.
0: Keep that fire going to the end. Last say mm-hmm. open for this guy, Charlie Musclewhite.
1: Okay, Charlie Mussel White, uh-huh. An
0: old school harmonica player, blues singer. And the fact that he has he's been doing it for decades. That's an OG. And his mm. show was great. Mm. And it was cool. harmonica player. Yeah, harmonic playing harmonica and singing blues. And he killed it. In 70 74. He had a great band. And it was just inspired. He just said album with Ben Harper. And it was inspiring to see like this guy who Still doing and loving it in his 70s. And like, Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of artists who can make it that far and tour for a living, you know? Man,
1: you truly gotta love your music. Yeah. You gotta love your music and you gotta take care of yourself if you're gonna be on tour because, um, you know, when you're a person of the world, you know, when you go out there and tour and playing your music in front of people. And with people and for people, you're putting yourself out in the public. Man, but you could easily get, you could easily get all your blood sucked yeah. out of you, <laughs> and your soul too, right? And your soul, yeah, you know, because you're giving your soul first of all. I
0: know.
1: Yeah, you're giving your soul. You know, that's yeah. the only way I know how to do it. So, yeah. and I know I, I like a lot. I like musicians and artists that really give their soul when they're putting their music out there. You know.
0: Yeah, and you know else, Angelo? It's the number one commodity, which we have the most priceless thing, your time, right? Yeah. Your time is the most important thing. Yeah. And
4: that's The right. most
0: important thing, because you can't get it back,
1: no. and it's always flying.
0: Cool. We started the interview talking about LA, and you said you can't sum things up except in an abbreviated way we were talking about
1: abbreviation translation yeah.
0: let's introduce this track maybe we can we'll spit it on the podcast
1: okay so this next track coming up is called los angeles by the brand new step keep an eye out for that video and here it is
0: thank you angelo i appreciate having you on the podcast man all right man. good talk good talking so to you welcome. thank you
1: oh yeah
3: the guts of this heavy metal burn I'm in. I feel uninspired by fascism and cops. I know are down in the futuristic Wild West with limitations and almost martial law and robots with badges and quick drama crawl. Just lights and glitter and garbage underneath and the raging oppressed with razor sharp teeth, Los Angeles.
2: I said to you.
3: River. The 101 to the 405 to the 5 to the 2 to the 118 Graffiti mural pieces on the freight train cars Tattooed bodies and the beautiful scars Motorcycles and lowrider cars The sunshiny weather almost all year around On the boardwalk, on Venice Beach At the museum or the amusement park The Sunset Strip, the La Brea Tar Pits, to the beautiful watchtowers, Towers, Echo Park, and Skid Row. How low can you go when there's nowhere to go? Let's go downtown to the District of the Arts.
0: That song was Los Angeles by Angela Moore, and the brand new Step a premiere right here on the MC Lars podcast. Okay, now it's time for the MC Lars Patreon Larson of the week.
4: Bam! It's Rob from Hidden Home Records. Okay, one time I was playing bass for MC Lars, and he looked at me and mid sentence, talking to the crowd, he stopped. And he said, "Was that the Inspector? Ba-? Sorry, was that the Inspector Gadget theme song?" And I said no. And then for the rest of that tour, I played the Inspector Gadget theme song, but I don't think that Lars ever noticed. Um, one of my favorite memories of MC Lars was when he told us that he was going to propose to Ashley. It was at the end of a tour. I was with a band called Big O. We were opening for MC Lars and Mega Man on a nationwide tour and also playing with Lars on the same tour. And on the last night of the tour, we played at the bottom of the hill in San Francisco and Lars uh, came up and told us he was going to propose. I've, I think this was that tour. Yeah. He told us he was going to propose. And then as we drove off to go back home from this long, month long adventure, Lars ran after our van smiling and waving and it was wonderful. And MC Lars is one of the most genuine and best people I know in the music business. Uh that's pretty much it
0: bye thanks Rob you get a free t-shirt that's a beautiful memory I enjoyed touring with you thanks for calling into the podcast it's always awesome to hear a friend coming and giving their support if you want to be on the MCLars podcast leave a shout out join the Patreon patreon.com slash MCLars you get a free t-shirt if you call in and there's a special phone number where you can leave a message next week we got Doc Pop nerdcore legend game designer marketing guru rapper chiptune artist. We uh, talk about his upcoming Kickstarter campaign and his music. So tune into that. Thank you, Angelo. This is the MC Lars podcast. We'll see you next.